The Christian life is so much more than just what we hear from speakers on pulpits and platforms. It really involves our everyday lives. And so at our Fall Discipleship Conference, we put together six different workshops to help equip students with practical skills to walk more closely with God and better glorify Him. In this workshop, Stephen helps us to build scripture memory habits for fighting our enemy just like Jesus did. Welcome to FDC. My name's Stephen. I think I've met most of you. Hi. This is my first year as full-time staff for Challenge, and I did two years of part-time staff before this. Um, and my wife, Carlene, we got married in May 2020, but she's starting her ninth year on staff. Yeah. Um, this is the scripture memory workshop. The one thing, like the main thing that I'm really going to try and drive home is that like you guys should develop the habit of scripture memory to fight how Jesus fought. Um, I want to start by just asking like, where are you guys at in terms of scripture memory? Like high hand raised. If you're like solid, you're memorizing a verse a week or more consistently middle. If it's shakier and you can just leave your hand down. If like, if it's not a habit for you, but where are you at? Okay, cool. That's helpful. Um, the, other thing that I wanted to ask you guys is just why, like, why memorize scripture? What are, what are some reasons? It's practical knowledge of the word. Practical knowledge. Given to us. What else? It can also help avoid, like, uh, if, you, if you have it memorized versus just kind of paraphrased, it can help you, like, remember the nuances to it as well. Yeah, because sometimes it's very easy just to get like a paraphrased idea of like, oh, this is true. And sometimes there's more nuance to it than just the overall thing. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, no, no you're good. But like, it's one thing to be able to point someone directly to something in the word versus just like, oh, in the Bible, it's like, mm-hmm. thou shalt not kill. It's like, where does it say that? Like, it's like when you're citing a source in a paper, you can't just be like, oh, like, there was this one guy that wrote a paper and said this. You got to be precise, <laughs> you know. And it's more meaningful to the person you're quoting it to as well. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I think a lot of times, like in conversation, like, we will have like our own subjective takes on like like a moral argument or something. Be able to like cite like Jesus said this, like cite the verse. I think it's like really powerful mm-hmm. in conversation, especially if you're trying to reach somebody. I think that's it's really useful. I like that. And two, I want to add uh, one that I hear a lot is like. I don't know, maybe the main reason is that it gives the uh, Holy Spirit a vocabulary to speak into your life. Like, it's easier for you to hear what God is saying if you know what he said in the past, um, because there's a good chance he's saying the same thing to you. Um, I think a more practical reason is just monkey see, monkey do. It's like maybe wanting to give the Holy Spirit that vocabulary is like the loftier reason, but a lot of times people start because somebody pouring into them or that they're friends with has started and it just kind of rubs off on them. Like I started memorizing it, not because it made sense, but because Jeremy helped me to start it. And he got going because his dad, Neil and Max Barnett and other guys that worked with him at uh, the university of Oklahoma, um, they took the time to help him with it. And so a lot of you, you will probably start because somebody helps you start somebody that you look up to. Um, 
I forgot to pray. I want to pray real quick, and then I'm going to sh- uh, share how I got started with Scripture Memory. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this group. God, thank you for your word. God, I pray that this workshop and this time together would be helpful, that you would um, work through the questions and your word, and that each of us would take away something concrete and helpful. God, we love you and we praise you. Amen. Um, yeah, so I got, I got started with it in 2016, I think, maybe late 2015, um, because it was something that Jeremy was helping me with. I'd say more so in 2016. And um, the first probably 10 or 15 verses that I memorized were focused on the area of lust. I looked at it as a way to fight temptation. I was like, okay, I know God has to be a part of the solution to this problem. And so I'm going to look at what his word has to say, and I'm going to memorize a bunch of those verses. And I did, and it was super helpful. And then I started realizing that that wasn't the only thing I struggled with. Um, I wanted to get a better grip on being careful with my words because I was doing a bad job with that and like really deeply offended a guy at a bachelor party with an inappropriate joke. Um, And I wanted to get better in the area of finances and relationships. And now, right now, um, my wife, Carlene, and I, we're looking at looking to start trying to have kids in the next year. And so I've been looking at and memorizing verses on parenting because I figure that would be good. That would be helpful. Um, let's see. Yeah, I did it to fight those temptations at first because it's how Jesus fought. We're going to look at Jesus on the Mount of Temptation and him quoting scripture. But before we get to that, I have an activity. I'm going to give each of you a water bottle. Uh, it's just an empty water bottle. Um, and I want you like this, this activity is symbolic. Uh, the bottle itself represents your life. The air inside of the bottle represents sin. And what I want you to do now is you can open it, you can leave the cap on or off, and I want you to just try and get as much air out of the bottle as you can. Ready, set, go. Very good. Mm-hmm. Donovan, you want to show you show off your bottle? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Dane, let's let's see your bottle. Dane, you got a lot of air out of that bottle. It's impressive. Chris back there. All right. Kyle. Neil. Okay. Um, I got this idea from a book. Um, I filled up this water bottle from the last workshop, but I actually I can pour a little bit more in. Um. There's two ways of approaching getting air out of a bottle. You can try and get the air out, or you can displace the air by filling it with something else. Um, In this case, water. And the idea is that God wants your life full of him, not empty of sin. And if you will fill your life with his word and with his presence, 
the sin is naturally driven out as a byproduct. And that scripture memory specifically is a way to fill your life more and more with God. But just again, like God wants you full of him more than he wants you empty of sin. Um, let's see. With the last group, I had a few people read specific verses. I'm going to read them off in hopes that the microphone picks it up better. Um, but I want to give you a few verses on scripture memory, and I'll ask you guys if you want to add any. Um, the first one is Psalm 119, 9 and 11. It says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That last part especially, like, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Scripture memory is a practical way to hide God's word in your heart. Um, the second one is Joshua 1.8, which says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do all that is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. But that idea of do not let this book of the law um, depart from your mouth, meditate on it day and night. The only way you're going to be able to meditate on God's word day and night um, is if you've got it memorized because you can't, especially back then when that was written, like you couldn't carry scrolls all over the place and we can't um, constantly have our Bible open when we're working. Uh, the third verse, John 8, 31 and 32 um, says, so, the, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and, you'll, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will, will set you free. And that idea of abiding, I learned this from Neil. Um, I, the word abide is related to the word abode, like a house. Um, like you want to live in God's word like you live in a house, like you are at home in a house. And scripture memory helps you do that. And it's a mark of being a true disciple. And it's on the path to being um, set free and knowing the truth. Does anybody else want to add, like does anybody have any more verses on scripture memory? that they want to add. I bet, Neil, I bet you've got at least one. Okay. Good. Those are good. Okay. Well, if you think of one. Um, there's a lot of reasons to memorize scripture. There's a lot of different ways that Jesus uses the verses that he's memorized in the Gospels, and there's ways that Peter uh, uses them in Acts. Um, I want to just drive home one of those reasons, which is to fight how Jesus fought. If you're familiar with the story of uh, the Mount of Temptation, it's this famous story where Jesus has just been led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit, and um, he's being... He's taking time to fast for 40 days, and he's also being tempted by Satan. Um, and Matthew records three specific temptations. The first one, um, as he's hungry, uh, Satan says, hey, you see this rock? Turn this rock into bread. Eat it. Then you won't be hungry. And I've been out to the desert. I've been I've been to the, the Mount of Temptation. It's next to Jericho um, in Israel or Palestine. And it is barren. It is, it is no wonder that Jesus was thirsty and hungry and Jesus responds he says um, scripture Matthew records Jesus answered it is written it is written man does not live on bread alone but on but on every word that comes from the mouth of God and so that that it is written he's quoting uh, the Old Testament 
So with that first temptation, Jesus chooses to quote scripture in responding to Satan. Then with the second temptation, Satan basically says, um, we're up on this high point. Throw yourself down from it. Angels will catch you. Um, People will see that and it'll be a shortcut. Like people will undoubtedly believe that you are who you say you are and you can bypass like three years of slower ministry. Um, But it's a temptation towards a shortcut. And uh, Matthew again records, Jesus answered, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So again, he records, um, again, he responds with quoting scripture. And then the third one, Satan offers Jesus um, all of the kingdoms of the earth, all authority and status and everything that you could possibly want in internships and jobs and anything you could ever want in the world. Um, if Jesus would just bow down to Satan and Jesus says, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So with all three of those temptations, Jesus chooses to respond with verses that he's memorized. Um, that's how Jesus fought. But that's how he fought literally Satan. That's how, that's just how he did it. He could have paraphrased. He could have given Satan a gut feeling. He could have fled. He could have taken all sorts of different routes to fighting. Um, and instead he chose to respond with scripture memory. And really what I want you guys to consider is, do you know a better way to fight? Like, or why, why do you think your way is better if this isn't a way that you're responding to temptation or preparing to fight lies from the enemy? Um, yeah. Do you think you have a better way? I brought this sword. Carlene got me this sword um, as a gift. It's engraved with Hebrews 4.12. And I brought out this sword because Ephesians 6.17 calls, um, says that the, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Paul talks about all these different parts of armor. Like you got a helmet, you got a breastplate, you got a belt, um, and you got a shield. You have all this defensive pieces of equipment to defend yourself but only one offensive one and the only offensive one he says is the, is the word um ephesians six seventeen. in that paul says take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god yeah the sword of the spirit is the word of god only offensive piece and I think that's that's part of why Jesus responded with scripture memory, why he responded with verses that he had memorized, was because it wasn't enough to defend. He also wanted to go on the offensive. And the verse on here, Hebrews 4.12 says, um, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Ah, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And I have a short video clip for you. And then that will almost conclude basically the whole why section. Like I wanted to drive home the why, fight how Jesus fought, and then we're going to get into the how of scripture memory. Um...
Have you guys seen Harry Potter? Nope. Anybody that really likes Harry Potter? Yes. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, in the third movie, Harry is uh, driving out a bunch of Dementors. It's a famous scene. I'm playing this because I picture Jesus's rebuke of Satan with scripture memory looking something kind of like this um, for a dramatic event. So kind of like how Harry does expecto patronum and there's power in that. Jesus says, it is written, and there's power in that. Um, and when I've been saying that, it is written, it is written, I think we can say it louder, we can say it with more energy. Um, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to hand the sword to you guys to do the same, to really drive home this point, hopefully. But I picture Jesus doing it like... It is written! Dramatic, loud, powerful. There's power in the name of Jesus, power in the word of God. Um, but I want you guys to pass this around and kind of quickly. And if you want, you can stand on the bench. But I want you to shout, it is written. If Harry can do expecto patronum with energy, you can do this. All right. It is written! <laughs> Guess I gotta go for it. Okay. Send it. Okay. It is written! Oh. Yeah, you, you, you gotta go for it. Full force. You got it. It is written! Woo! There we go. Alright, Dave. It is written! There we go. I got it, bro. It's written, man. Yeah. <laughs> Donovan. <laughs> it is written! There we go. Uh, I'm going to go Spanish man. Do it! Do it! Está escrito! Woo! Video. I was fairly impressed with that. Are you going to pop that? Go Greek, I can know. It is written! It is written! Woo! There we go. Somebody did drama in high school, maybe. I am a theater major, yes. There we go. Yes. You are a Very right. A thespian in our midst. I'm a double major. Okay. So, fighting how Jesus fought, that's the why. We're going to get into the how. Um, and we're actually, I'm going to hand out um, worksheets and cards, but... The idea is that uh, there's, I would say, two popular methods. There's the physical packs, and then there's um, an app called Bible Memory. Um, with the, and I'm just mostly going to cover this, but I wanted to let you know that the app does exist. With uh, with these physical cards, choose a short one, and let's see. Janae, would you pass these out each to one person? Uh, one to each person. Thank you. So with the with the paper cards, you would write the reference in the middle on one side, and then the date that you started memorizing it in the bottom left corner, and then the date two months from then in the bottom right corner. And every day for that two months, you're going to review this verse and work on memorizing it. Um, and you put the text of the verse on the back. So this one, 
uh, is Matthew 5.16. I started memorizing it on October 9th. Um, and it says, In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Matthew 5.16. And you say the reference at the start and the end as you're doing it. Uh, some people say it's helpful to do it out loud. But, um, but with all of them in this little pack, with all of them in this pile, these are, these are the ones that I'm doing every single day before I go to bed. So at some point during the day, I'm getting to the end of this, looking at them, basically testing myself on them. And um, if I'm like just starting to memorize it, like uh, today I added Proverbs 3017. I don't even know the first word of that, so I'm going to look at the back, and it says, the eye that mocks the father. And I might just focus on getting that down today. The eye that mocks the father, that scorns obedience to a mother. And I'll just keep on saying the first part and then keep adding on it. After I've memorized it and practiced it for two months, it goes out of the daily pack. The daily pack is always on me. It's in my pocket. Um... After that, it goes into the weekly pile, the weekly pack. And I keep it in here for four to six months. And so these ones are ones that I just review once a week. Um, on the worksheet, it talks about having um, verses that you're reviewing on Monday and some on Tuesday and some on Wednesday. And that uh, helps spread it out throughout the week. I do my system slightly differently where I just have one pile of weekly. And usually I'll go jogging. Uh, at least once a week and I'll just take this with me and I get through the whole thing during a jog mm -hmm. after it's been in the weekly uh, pack for four to six months then it goes into a monthly pack so like this is um, one of my monthly packs and again the paper is going to talk about how you can do a first of the month pile a second of the month pile a third of the month pile and that's a way of spreading it out throughout the month um Again, what I do is I take just the month one you like I've, I've been doing this for five years and so I've got a few monthly piles in this cool box that Carlene made me um, and I will take one of these and try and get through it um, on a jog or at the end of the month if I haven't been jogging a month or if I haven't been jogging enough then towards the end of the month I'll just sit down and I'll uh, work through the piles. But by the end of the month, I've reviewed every single verse in the box. Um, funny story, Neil, uh, Neil is a good example. He didn't have a system for review like um, when he started memorizing verses. And so, and he did a, a verse a day for a long time. And so as a senior in college, he, was, he had a thousand verses that he was going through, which would be about two of these boxes. And he was doing them every single day because he didn't have a system. And he asked Max Barnett, the guy that mentored him, he's like, Max, how do you how do you keep up with all this review? Um, and Max basically told him, you should have had a system. Uh, yeah, you don't need to do every single one every single day. Once you've done it every day for two months, once a week for four months or six months, then once a month is enough to keep it memorized and reviewed. Do you guys have any questions about the how at this point? This is not so much the how, just more of a curiosity. Um, and then, because you, you said once a month's enough to keep it memorized. That's like once a month's enough to keep it like 100% memorized. Because I noticed on the chart, it's like, if you know 100%, good. If you know 80%, you'll probably remember 60. So I was just curious. Test me on a couple. Awesome. 
I said. Uh, Colossians 2.8. Colossians 2.8. Uh, See to it, brothers, that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world. Uh, yes, added brothers and then left off on the end, but basically there, um, rather than on Christ. Rather than on Christ. At the end, added brothers at the beginning. Okay. But Try Give me another one. Uh, um, Psalm 94, 17 through 18. Uh, let's see. No, I know the Lord is my, um, it's, uh, what's the first word? Unless. Unless the Lord had given me help, I would soon have dwelt in the silence of death. When I said my foot is slipping, your level, O Lord, supported me. Got it. Perfect. Psalm 94, 17, 18. Do, do one more. One more. All right, let's do this one. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 32 through 34. Oh, I, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord, but a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife, and his interests are divided. Perfect. First Corinthians well, right? 7, 32-34. Yeah, I memorized that before I got married because I was like, I don't want to yeah. uh-huh. fall into Paul's concern trap. I want to be more effective with Carlene than I would apart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so not... Yeah. Not exactly perfect. Most of them. But as you said, whenever you whenever you need them in conversation or whatever, or for your own usage, like they can come to mind then. Yeah, it's very helpful. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys some blank cards, and what I want you to do. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Um, as far as like reviewing daily, were you saying you review throughout the day all of your daily? Yeah. So these ones that I have in my daily pack. Um, Sometimes I'll review them when I'm walking on campus or waiting in line um, or jogging. And if I don't get it done um, before bed, usually I'll start them when I'm brushing my teeth or at the very least before I turn out my night light, uh, like the, the, the light on my nightstand. Um, like it's just ingrained in me. I can't turn out that light until I've finished my daily review. How often do you start a new one? Twice a week, usually. Yeah. Sometimes when life gets busier, once a week, um, but at least one a week. And I've got a pile of them on my bed that I've, I've written out, but I haven't dated. So that, or next to my bed on the nightstand, I've got a pile where I can just grab one, put the dates on, and stick it in the pack. How often are you referring to verses you've memorized in daily conversation? Um, I try to use verses pretty much anytime I'm meeting with a guy and I'm meeting with guys most days of the week. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm using them at least once a day. Uh, some conversations more, um, and then some less, but the, my main reason for memorizing them isn't, isn't for the benefit of others. It's mostly like for me and then it's also useful with others. But, but I do use them a lot. And sometimes, like, I'll be, uh, like, I've got to memorize and I can paraphrase them because you don't, sometimes I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to be, like, Mr. Mr. Bible memory and, like, telling them yeah. that everything has a verse reference to it. Yeah, Donovan. Oh, I was wondering, like, what do you think would have been different if you didn't do the verses? 
I think there's a lot of temptations that I would have given in, given into and perspectives that wouldn't be as firm and clear. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, I think I'd be much more tempted to just go by what I feel. A good verse on that is... um. Jeremiah 17, 13, the heart is deceitful above all things. Um, the heart is deceitful above all things um, and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Desperately wicked is says in Deceitful above all things. Desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yeah, but it's better to trust God's word than your own instincts because the heart is deceitful. Yeah, Chris. There's a motivation that keeps you uh because i've seen i've seen how helpful it's been um so far and there's a lot there's a lot that i still want to grow in like um i think on my nightstand there's like 10 or so parenting verses because i want not to just parent by um what sounds good but really by what god's word says and i mean there's there's scripture that's relevant for pretty for every single area of life and like I'm getting to different stages or areas and other things it's like um wanting wanting to just drive home more of a wanting to integrate a perspective more or to develop a more like uh I was trying to tell somebody that like you need to be careful with your words. Like if you're wise, um, you'll communicate things in a way that is understood well. Um, and there's a verse for that that I need to memorize. It's Proverbs 15.1. I couldn't find that, but Proverbs 15.2. Um, but I found a different one, Proverbs 12.18. Reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Um, and so I was like, okay, I can work on making my words um, bring healing more than reckless yeah. What is your wife's way of memorizing? She um she does the same method. Uh, she's better at getting them done before bed. Um, except with her monthly, she uses the app. So after, she might have. I think she has her weekly in the app too. But that way she doesn't have to carry around verses. For me, like I think I'd get um I'd get nauseous if I was trying to use the app while I was jogging. Um, and I. Yeah, I just like doing it while I'm jogging. Okay. I got one quick last one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, in terms of picking verses, because obviously I've noticed they were from all over the place. So I'm curious, like, <laughs> is it like just like a, you have like some other sheet that you like keep track of what verses from where you pick them, you duplicate on them. I mean, although you actually memorize them, it's so like if you have memorized them, then you wouldn't duplicate. But like, how do you kind of pick verses? I don't worry about duplicating them. Uh, a lot of times it's areas that I want to grow in or perspectives I want to drive home. Other times in books that I'm reading, an author will make a point with a verse and it's like, oh, I really like that and so I'll memorize that. Other times in messages, same concept. Um, other times things will stand out in my quiet time. Uh, and sometimes I just do lists. Um, brings me to the other sheets. Uh, I'm to pass this out. This has a few different lists of verses. The nice thing with lists is that it gives you verses you might not otherwise memorize that'll be helpful later. Um, yeah. Um, 
you're saying, like, let's say you wanted to find some on parenting, like, how do you, how would you go about that? Or, like, let's say you said first with, like, you know, the last ones. How did you feel? Okay, these ones are about parenting. These ones are about for for parenting. I went through the book of Proverbs and looked. I did. Uh, I spent like three weeks where my quiet times were just on the parenting verses. Like I would How read and find them in first though. Reading through it, like I would read until I hit a parenting one. I would stop and study that in my quiet time, and then after I completed that study, I made a list of my favorites and mem- uh, put those on cards. Um. I've done other things like I wanted to do a study on remembering and forgetting and what the Bible says about that. And so I did a word search on um, one of the Bible websites just for the words forget and remember. And it gave me a list of like 200 verses that had those words. And I did my quiet times on those and then chose a few of them to memorize. Other times it's books. Like there was yeah, a book I mean, on. Similar to the years, I know I use like websites or just like Bible verses on this, and then I see, okay, do I like that? And then I read something else. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you guys each two blank cards, and what I would like you to do, or I'll let you pass yeah, those out. You can help. What I want you to do is choose one verse, one verse on scripture memory to learn, um, and one verse uh, on temptation, on a specific temptation that you'd like to work on. Um, for the scripture memory verse, I would suggest Psalm 119, 9 and 11. Um, but you can do one of the other ones. Maybe you want to do Matthew 4:10, where Jesus says, "Away from me, Satan, for it is written, um, worship the Lord your God and serve Him only." But do one of those and then choose a different verse just of your choice to write down. And what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to put some red paint on a paper plate and ask you to thumbprint uh, on a card. And this is kind of like war paint um, to remind you to fight how Jesus fought. And then as you're reviewing these verses, hopefully you'll remember the why um, behind scripture memory. Um, yeah, hopefully it just helps, helps remind you. Yeah. Do you have, do you personally have the paint on most of yours? No, I just do the paint, um, for a workshop. So anytime I do this workshop, I'll do, uh, that's why, that's why this one has it. Um, and I assume most people, this will be the only finger painted verse card in their pack. (laughs) But you could technically create your own system with it. Yeah, you could. Yeah, one on scripture memory and one on temptation. And as you write it, you can start to work on memorizing one of them. I would I'd save one for later, basically. Like, just focus on one to start. Uh, an area of temptation. Oh, so, area of temptation. A real popular one is First Corinthians ten thirteen. Um, it's on the back of the sheet with the list. It's in the big table. Yeah, I would, I would encourage you to buy a verse pack. Uh, paints right there. Okay. Yeah, when you when you buy a verse pack, you also get a hundred cards. Got it. I was wondering. I was like, like 
I know this is here for something, but I don't know. <laughs> but now I'm glad I know. I would, have, I would have been clueless. Well, that's one thing. I'm like, why are there much little wallets? Like, I was like, what are these Chris, for? where are you going? See, those are great. Oh, check out the rock climbing wall. Oh, we're not done. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Chris, you're good. Chris was definitely not kidding. Kind of bitch, bro. Do any of you guys want to? Do any of you guys want to share one of the verses that you chose? If you want to, sure, I, I can. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is the extra one, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's a little bit longer, just because I already have some of it kind of memorized. So, um, but Romans eight five through six. Um, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh for those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit for to set the mind on the flesh is death but to set your mind on the things of the spirit is life and peace nice anybody else Um, or why why did you choose that one Um, as I said partially also I I had it partially memorized uh, before like I kind of could like get my way through it probably about like 75 percent or so but uh um that was a verse that uh and i could go to the story later but uh that's a verse that helped me out of, uh i think it was two years ago two years ago just about um it was one of those ones that like you said kind of going through devotion or whatever it really st- stuck out to me and was very helpful for that time um and so that's why nice. Again, there's a story behind that but that would take too long um let's see I've got an activity for you guys. Um, I have four. There's more than four. Um, maybe I have more than four. I think there's a duplicate in here somewhere. Um, excuses for not memorizing scripture. Um, I want some of you guys to take one, and then uh, the rest of the group is going to tell you why you're wrong. But you're going to pretend like. Um, <laughs> the best one. <laughs> Ah, yes. Ah, oh, love this one. Okay. Uh, Donovan. Me? Yeah, what's, what's your excuse? Oh, it's been a whole time. And then do the, yeah. do the second thing. The second thing. So the second thing gives you an instruction. Uh, I got college Laker games to watch. Ooh, yep. I got basketball to play. Okay. I got people to meet. Just got no time. How would you guys respond to that? You should go to Jenna's workshop. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jenna's workshop? Time management workshop. Woo! That was pretty cold. That was good. Yeah. Cool. I have uh, a question to, to help. Uh, how long at night do you spend on your phone? Ooh. I actually don't spend any time on my phone. Cap, cap. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? You think I go to bed? You think I go to bed? Yeah, before you sleep. Before I sleep? None. I actually don't. Yep. No, no, I can't. What's your screen time per day? What? What's your screen time per day? Like four hours. Look at your look at your It's like four hours? Four hours? Okay. Well even in that time, that is definitely enough time. If you make that even if you make it three hours, maybe two. That's enough time. I mean Wait, was that supposed to be serious? (laughs) I was making that up. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to be serious about that. Anything else you guys would add for, like, <laughs> if somebody says they don't have enough time? <laughs> make time for what you want. Yeah. Say that again, Dane. You make time for what you want, and you make time for what's important. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Dane, what's your excuse? I didn't get one. Oh, whoops. 
All right. <laughs> Good excuse. Yeah. Samuel. You got it. Um, see, see, guys, look, okay? I don't have a good memory, all right? Like, I can't even remember my mother's birthday. Like, come on, all right? Like, I just have the worst memory. You know, I'm an engineer, so, like, memorize it right before the test, and then you forget it after. Like, come on, this is how it works. Like, memory's just not at my alley. What do you What do you say if somebody has a bad memory? Or they say they have a bad memory. Uh, Sam. Yeah, what's up? You remember card tricks, don't you? Yeah, but, you know, like, that's, uh, okay. so, sort of. Oh, similar. <laughs> that's muscle memory. You know, and it, it's because similar, Similarly, memory. it's not just muscle memory. I know it is. <laughs> I know enough. It's not. Um, but you take time to memorize that. You have time to memorize that. You can memorize that. If you can memorize that, you can memorize these. Memorization is a skill. You can work at it. And the more you work at it, the better you get, like any other skill. Perfect. Ooh, good answer. One other thing I like to do is, uh, with that one specifically, I'll pull some money out of my wallet, <laughs> and I'd be like, if yeah. if I offered you eighty dollars per verse to memorize, all of a sudden you'd have a really good memory. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yep. It's kind of like kind of like with the time. At the end of the day, it's more of a priority thing than it is um, a memory or a time thing. Uh, what about? I forgot your name. Mario. Mario. <laughs> yeah, this started out really big. It's not the point where I'm I'm just kidding. Like All right, Mario, what's your excuse? Um, it'll take the verses out of context. So, read the context before you memorize the verse. That's an actually fun answer. But. And also, you could probably memorize the verses around it as well. Because, like, as you memorize more of the Bible, it gives context to the Bible as a whole. I don't know. Maybe starting off, maybe a little true, but if you continue on. I got nothing else to say. You don't have to take it out of context. Uh, who had the last one? Janae. Yes. I can just open the Bible or my Bible app instead. Yeah. I always have my phone with me. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> Under fire. Well, what would you guys say to that? Uh, does your phone is your phone working right now? It is. <laughs> what, can you can you can you like go on? Would it work to load the app? It would. Yeah. Wait, what, have you, you ever been in a place? You might be in a place where that's not true. You can't get out of phone. I could download the version <laughs> I read to my phone. Okay, but do you want to pull it up every single time you want to make a reference? <laughs> I would say it's much less convenient <laughs> than knowing it. No? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you guys add anything to that? Yeah, are you going to huh? find it? You can't just search up a verse every time. <laughs> like it's, it's like trying to find a specific string of words. It's like, okay, how are you going to do that? Also, uh, like you mentioned, to a certain extent, it is for other people, but also it's for yourself and like within temptation stuff. So, like, I don't know about you guys. What I think first instinct is not, ah, let me open my Bible app and search for a verse that's going to help counteract this. That's not the first thing on my mind. Yep. And so, having a verse that just pops in is immensely different than, oh, I got to open my Bible, I got to search up the verse about this specifically and find the one that applies, you know. First, yeah. having one that just. I mean, when you're on your phone, when I do on my phone, I look at Instagram. 
And I just know I'm going to see a notification or something. And I'm going to switch from the Bible after Instagram real quick. Yep. With, um, with that, I want you guys to go to the back sheet of the one of the worksheets. It's got the next steps on it. Mm-hmm. And I want you to look at those and choose at least one to really focus in on. Um, choosing to write down verses on a card, create a physical verse pack, download the Bible memory app, uh, text a friend and plan verse memory accountability, um, putting recurring my- reminders in your calendar, or doing a thing called habit stacking. Habit stacking is where you attach a new habit that you're trying to build to an existing habit. Um, for instance, if you brush your teeth every night and started memorizing verses or reviewing your verses while you are brushing your teeth, it'll become automatic. Like it'll, you'll think, oh, I'm brushing my teeth and just automatically the thing I do when I'm brushing my teeth is I review my verses. And so by attaching those, it, um, it's just more automatic than trying to stick it at some other point in the day. But choose one of those. I would encourage you to write it out and text a friend um, to ask you to keep, uh, to be kept accountable. Um, one other helpful thing. Question. Yeah. Did you did you text one of who is the person you texted or is it one of someone like we know like was it like uh, her or was it like an actual friend? When I started, it was with Project Impact, the summer discipleship training program we do, and so we were tested on it in a group setting twice a week. Um, and so there was a guy named Joao uh, and a guy named Richard that um, we would test each other. Um, one other helpful helpful thing from a scripture memory workshop that I went to a few years ago, Anya, um, a director of Challenge in Germany, she said, the only true indicator of your values is your actions. The only true indicator of your values is your actions. And so if you really value God's word, if you really value um, fighting how Jesus fought, your actions will reflect that and demonstrate it. Another way of looking at it is if you're not doing it, then you don't value it, even if you say you value it, because your actions speak louder than words. Mm-hmm. One last question. Yeah. Where's the best place to get these cards specifically? Uh, from the Challenge Bookstore. Um, Where's the second best place whenever the Challenge Bookstore is not available <laughs> after the weekend? As we continue on. Just like text Aaron. Oh, okay. Yeah, or Courtney, Courtney handles it. Um, or if you if you ask your life group leader, they can help you get it. Got it. Um, it's much more convenient to get the pre-cut ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, and we're not profiting off it. Yeah. No. Do you guys have any other questions? I think they're going to ring the dinner bell in like three minutes. Uh, I want to ask you guys to just a few of you to give one takeaway that you've got from this time. What's one thing that stood out or you found helpful? Mm, Kyle. The fact to actually start doing this. <laughs> Because I've never done it before. I've never started or done it at all. So. Good. Like, literally, the, the why I'm doing it, like, to do it. Donovan, you've been around this all your life. Did anything yeah. new stick out? Yeah, I mean, I've tried doing this a couple of times. kind of failed. Um, but... Why is that again? Um, but... Uh, you know, like you said, like your life would have been a lot different if you didn't. So I want to make sure my life is like, end up different. You know? I've heard. I've, I would agree with 
this, I've heard a lot of guys say this is like the spiritual discipline that yields the most dividends. Like quiet time makes a huge difference. Uh, solitude and silence, um, any of the spiritual disciplines, but that scripture memory is the one that's like the best bang for your buck. I've heard that said a lot. Uh, what about Janae is the only girl? Um, what, uh, did you have a takeaway? Something new for you? Yeah, something that stood out was this analogy in the beginning that like having God's word stored in our heart is a way to displace that. Like it's not just like, oh, like I'm having, like I'm struggling with something and like don't do that, but to actually replace it. Mm. Um, and that that's God's priority too. Um, Anybody else have one that they want to share? Systematic approach is necessary to actually do it. Mm. Follow through. Cool. Right. Thank you for being a part of the Scripture Memory Workshop. I do. Thanks for listening to the USC Christian Challenge Podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms where you can also leave us a review. We meet in person every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. in TCC 450 on the campus of the University of Southern California. If you're in the area, we would love to see you there. Get involved and find out more about us, upcoming events, and weekly small groups on Instagram at USC Challenge and on our website, uscchristianchallenge.com.